I think this boy's a star. He had a gift. Sing songs, write songs. That's all I want to do. His father had a plan. God set you apart, son. You're going into the ministry. I don't hear this call daddy wants me to hear. His family had a secret. You're about as close to the real thing as I've ever seen. It's time to tell him the truth. He has a right to know who he is. But only God knew his destiny. Just want to work some of my songs. Nobody wants to hear your songs. You're a pretender, buddy. You are nothing. The love of God seeks us in every situation. If he is in your dreams, nothing can stand against him. Starring Seth Green, Ashley Judd, Blake Rain, and Ray Liotta. The Identical. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters September 5th. See the trailer at theidenticalmovie.com. It's the Kevin McCullough Show from New York every weekday. We're glad to have you at the same time. Coming up, uh, the president said it yesterday, we don't have a strategy to face ISIS. Is that a problem? We'll take your calls. But before we get to that, there's a charming new movie that's coming out a week from today. And the star of that film, Blake Rain, is with us, and he will join us uh, to talk about what it is to play an Elvis-like character in the film called The Identical. That's straight ahead here on the Kevin McCullough Show. Stay with us. Well, he plays a uh, charming character in a charming movie. I had a chance to see an advanced screening of it. And now he joins us live. Blake Rain playing the two lead characters in the upcoming film, The Identical. Welcome to the Kevin McCullough Show. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin. Pleasure to be here. Uh, when someone came to you and told you the concept of the film Identical and asked if you wanted to be a part of it or even read for it, what, what was your first initial take? What, what did you think of it? For a number of years, you know, I, I was an Elvis impersonator, and I learned how to become a good entertainer and then how to sing. I mean, I'd never even sang karaoke before that contest, so quite a paradigm shift. But, um, you know, it ultimately led then to me being able to, to break into my own music and start writing my own songs right. and, uh, and landing a songwriting deal. But I think Yokanon uh, might have, you know, said that that would have some uh, value. You know, the, the character of Drexel Hensley in the movie is, is more of a, an amalgamation of every major rock star from the 50s, 60s, and 70s versus just, you know, one in, one in particular. Sure. But, um, you know, I think, like, probably my my knowledge of that era uh, probably helped, for sure. Yeah. Well, we're, if you're just joining us, we're talking with uh, Blake Rain, who is um, uh, starring in the new film, Identical. It's a, it's a great film, has some great messages in it. Uh, I, I was uh, privileged, Blake, to get to see it on a really, really early advanced screening here in New York. And uh, when we were done, one of the uh, people that were hosting the screenings asked us for our thoughts. And I said, well, you know, and everybody was talking about how great the soundtrack was. And everybody, even in this 2014 uh, era, said, that's the kind of soundtrack I could buy tomorrow and, and just enjoy listening to uh, right now. And I think that that's going to probably be a huge benefit to the film. But there was one thing that really stood out to me about the film and the narrative in particular, and that was that all of the male characters in the film, while none of them completely perfect and all of them having some degree of flaws, are really strong men and really good men. And I, was there any of that that caught your eye in terms of understanding the story that you were going to be telling? 
Yeah, you know, from the very beginning, we knew that this was a, a special uh, story. Um, I think Seth Green said it best when I asked him why he wanted to be a part of this movie, and he uh, he said, man, it's just a good story, and a good story needs to be told. And we, we all knew that it was coming from a, a place of um, maybe a little bit better value system than you might see in some movies. Uh, right. And it's not knocking anything out there. It's just, you know, a lot of what you see today, it's edgier and darker. And, uh, you know, there was a certain light, I guess, that emanated from the script from the very beginning. And um, it resonated on, on set every day um, from the from the top of the top, you know, the executive producers all the way down to the, the lowest AD um, or crew member. And, you know, I think that probably permeated what you see on, on the screen just because of the, the attitude and outlook on the set. Um, and that was directly taken from the story itself. Yeah, I think it definitely did. In fact, I found myself, and I'm a pretty hardened uh, dude. I mean, I don't, uh, I'm not a movie crier, but I found myself tearing up in a few places. And I guess it's because I, I related to some of the things that some of the characters are feeling. Um, one of the things that you, that one of the characters that you play deals with is uh, a father who has his idea of what he thinks his son is called to for his life's work, and um, a son who has a different idea. And I think that I think that kind of struggle goes on in every uh, father son relationship. Uh, that's out there, but I, I liked the way the story uh, interwove the relationships, and I thought they I thought they paid honor to the relationships, not just uh, lip service to them. And I thought that was a good thing. Let, let me ask you what it was like because you, you this was your first. You, you just said uh, your first uh, uh, jumping off into the um, world of acting. Uh, you've got Ray Liotta, you've got Ashley Judd, you've got Seth Green. You're playing a couple of different parts. Uh, this is uh, this is a daunting task for a first-time uh, film actor, is it not? I tell you, Kevin, I was in a parking garage in Santa Monica. I just got finished uh, working with my acting coach, um, feeling really good about everything uh, as we were ramping up to production. And uh, I get a phone call from the director, and he says, "Guess what? We just landed Ray Liotta as your father." <laughs> <laughs> and I remember hanging up the phone and. I kid you not, I just about cried out of terror. I mean, you know, we've all we've all seen Goodfellas. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, most uh, of Ray Liotta's characters have been uh, creepy to, to dangerous. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and it was it was just like, what's this guy going to be like? And um, but that being said, this is the same guy who flew into Nashville two weeks prior to us, you know, shooting, and you know, his goal was just to get to know me. And we hung out, we went in a couple football games, we went to a couple concerts, so that by the time we got to that, you know, first day on set, we were comfortable with each other. And, um, you know, I can say not only did he demonstrate that, but the rest of the cast was just so helpful. Uh, Ashley Judd just went out of her way to make me feel comfortable, and uh, everyone was always there to answer a question or to help me along. Uh, I give them so much credit, you know, because when you are a first-time actor, it's not just the acting that you have to uh, get through every day. It's, you know, it's the terminology, the, the the way you are on a set, everything that's going on on a set and understanding it and being able to process it. So there was a lot of things that, uh, you know, I I needed help with and they were there and just uh, showed up at Champions and what an honor just to be. I mean, the professionalism that was demonstrated was just a second to that. Sure. Uh, I don't want to give the whole uh, uh, gig away because that's why we want people to go see it. And, friends, you're going to you're gonna love this film. It's a very pro-family, pro-good uh, values film, uh, but it tells a fantastic story. And we're speaking with Blake Rain, who plays uh, the lead, uh, actually a couple of different leads in the, uh, in the film, uh, called The Identical, opens up uh, this coming week. Um, Blake, talk to me about, um, because I think we've all seen Eddie Murphy and uh, a handful of other people play multiple characters, but when they said you're going to play two sides of the same brother here, uh, did, did you feel weird about that at all? It's like, uh, hey, this is, it's, it's big enough, this is my first film, but doing two parts at the same time, was that how did that strike you? Well, it's definitely a challenge, you know, and, and you can sit and look at it and say, okay, they're identical twins, so, you know, that's, a, that's your jumping off point. Um but you really start to, to research it and get invested in, in what does that mean. And, um, you know, there's this whole nature versus nurture thing, and, and while they are genetically the same, uh, their upbringings were 
massively different. But, right. uh, you know, throughout a, a number of years, we'll, you know, make two genetically uh, similar people become totally different people in some ways. So we definitely had to take that into account. Um, and uh, it, it, was a, it was a fun process of just creating backstories for both of these characters that you didn't see on screen that allowed them to become the person that they were that you do see on screen. So it was a, it was a great challenge. And at the same time, understanding that there is something out there, science can't explain it, no one can explain it, but there is a connection between twins, uh, identical twins. So I had to keep that all kind of, uh, you know, in the, in the working space. And uh, it, was a, it was a great challenge. And I, I don't think a lot of people know this, but uh, you guys definitely have a, the kind of a look of Elvis, even though you said it is kind of an amalgamation of different characters from that era. Uh, but there is a, a, a similar or a, con, a connection, at least to a rumor of uh, the king himself. Uh, was there any thought that this was any more thing, uh, any more than just a hat tip to that uh, rumor, or uh, was was it really an attempt to kind of provide a, a possible, a plausible uh, other other story for uh, for what we know of that? Well, I, listen, I, I don't, I can't speak on behalf of a writer. Um, I mean. You know, the fact that Elvis Presley was, was born uh, a twin is, you know, widely known, um, and, and his, uh, his twin brother died at birth. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that the, the, the Drexel Hensley character throughout this story is, is kind of like secondary to the journey of, of Ryan Wade, who is the, uh, the preacher's son. And it's, it's just kind of a, a vehicle along with the music that we see just kind of, you know, woven into the fabric of the whole storyline. So yeah. it's really, you know, the, the journey in the movie is really about uh, uh, Ryan Wade and, and his journey and, and how he has to find a way to overcome. And it's a tremendous story, friends. Uh, so get out and see it, especially in the first week, because what we'd love to see is uh, this film do really, really well and uh, be able to uh, stay in the theaters uh, for a number of weeks. Uh, Blake, we had some trouble getting together with you, and I apologize for whatever mix-ups happened on our end, but it sure has been a pleasure to, to get you with us now. And uh, please come on back, especially when you've got uh, new music out there. I uh, would love to hear some of the stuff that's, that's, uh, that's yours. In fact, if people want to be in touch with you on, a, on, a, on an individual basis, on a musical basis, how would they best find you? Uh, the best way is through Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at Blake underscore Rain, that's R-A-Y-N-E. And on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash The Real Blake Rain. Stop by, say hello. We've got some exciting things coming around the corner. Uh, obviously, the, the, the movie coming out on September 5th is, is paramount right now, but uh, we're shifting gears and uh, getting into the, uh, the next uh, round of battle. So uh, we're excited about it and excited about the future. So stop by and uh, keep up with us because uh, there's some things on the horizon. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, ladies, let me just say, if you want to make it girls' night to go see the identical, you're all going to come away wanting Blake Rain t-shirts when it's all done. <laughs> <laughs> because he is, and, and all the all the ladies that were in our screening in New York that night um, gave testimony. Uh, they think uh, that you are every bit as good-looking as Elvis ever was, and, and probably ten times more. So... Uh, I think you're going to have some uh, some some good fans in in the works, uh, Blake, as this movie gets uh, more and more popular. Uh, thanks, Kevin. You're very kind. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> hey, thanks for making time for us. His name is Blake Rain. The movie is identical. It opens this coming week, and I want you to get online uh, to find out more about it. Of course, you can look it up on IMDb or theidenticalmovie.com. Uh, but Kevin McCullough, always glad to have you with us. Stay with us. Much more straight ahead. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough, and i got to tell you a true-life uh, story that happened to me over the weekend. Uh, the lovely bride and I were entertaining, and we had some uh, friends over. They have little ankle biters that are about the same age as mine, and they were running around in the backyard, and we were barbecuing some hot dogs and having some, just having a relaxing afternoon. And Amy, the bride of uh, the other couple, turns to me and she says, Hey, uh, my mom's been listening to you uh, on the radio, and she's been uh, telling me all about this my pillow thing. What, what is that all about? Said, so in fact, my mom sent me on a mission to come over to your house today and get the real scoop. Do you have my pillows on your on your bed right now? I said, you, you want to go see? Uh, we didn't end up uh, showing her because we didn't have to. She had never heard my story. So I, I told Amy, as I've told you here on the uh, broadcast, that a number of weeks ago, I got my first pillow from my pillow. Now, Mike Lindell, the creator of my pillow, 
uh, had, out of a personal sleep deficit in his own life, spent once when he was 16 years of age his entire paycheck buying the most expensive pillow that he could find. And he found the same beef with that pillow as he had found with every pillow in his life up to that point. They go flat, and they don't support your neck properly for you to get the right amount of sleep each night. Now, when I got my first my pillow 12 weeks ago, I was a skeptic. I said, I don't think this is going to work. This doesn't seem to be all that fancy. And I took it out of the packaging, and I put it on my bed, and I let it uh, fluff up. And I came back about two hours later, and as it was sitting there ready for me to go to sleep, it held, cradled my neck in exactly the right support. And that night, for the first night in months, I got REM cycle sleep. I had deep, deep dreams. And I have had that every night since for the last 12 weeks. Friends, I so believe in what this pillow does in my life. I went out and got one for my bride. We're going to give some for Christmas presents. I so believe in the value of this pillow and what it'll do to your sleep. I even asked my pillow, look, if we get them to buy one, will you give them one for free? And they said they would. So get a pen. Here's your phone number. If you need better sleep, start with your pillow because that's probably where it needs to be cured. 1-800-506-2641-1-800-506-2641-1-800-506-2641 and use the promo code KMC for Kevin McCullough. That's Kevin Mary Charlie KMC, KMC promo code. And when you call 800-506-2641, or you can just order online. That's much easier for a lot of people. MyPillow.com. And on checkout, use promo code KMC. But I will tell you, they warranty the pillow for 10 years. Who warranties anything for 10 years anymore? They'll give your money back, no questions asked, 60 days uh, from uh, the moment you get it. Come on, try getting better sleep than you've ever had in your life. MyPillow.com, promo code KMC. We will never experience anything like this again in our lives. One, two, three, four. One team had the longest winning streak in sports history. 12 years, 151 games in a row. Inspired by the extraordinary true story of De La Salle High School. We were never just about winning. We were built on families and our town coming together. Until. The longest winning streak in sports history is now over. But when you lose more than a game. How do you find your way back? People always ask me what it's like to never lose. Today I am lost. Because it's not about winning. We got caught up in the hype, the glory, and the relentless pressure. That's not who we are. It's about growing up. Don't let a game define who you are. Let the way you live your lives do that. It's about standing tall. When the game stands tall. A film about faith, family, and football. Starring Jen Caviezel. In theaters August 22nd. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Go to StandTallResources.com. Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you. Uh, my phone number is 888-589-8840, I want to talk to you about the president and what he is admitting to these days, which I find to be uh, rather remarkable, uh, given the fact that he has um, the power of the White House at his disposal. You're talking about a man who is uh, the leader of the free world. And as such, uh, you would expect and kind of hold to uh, the expectation that this is a guy who should uh, not just, uh, I don't know, wake up and pretend to have a plan every day, but actually have a plan when it comes to the greatest threat that threatens us. But yesterday in the press room to all of the watching press corps said flat out, we don't have a strategy when it comes to ISIS. Uh, 888-589-8840. And we've got some sort of... Uh, technical problems we're working on them uh and we'll get to them as uh, best we can uh but let's go ahead and uh, take a couple of calls 888-589-8840 let's talk to line two don is calling from oregon uh don welcome you're on with kevin mccullough hi hey good morning how you doing i'm doing well hey god bless america and thank god for the cross of calvary amen i i agree completely Hey, uh, what Obama said last night on the press conference, I'm not a fan of his, and I am retired Special Forces. 
um, I think he did right by saying we don't have a plan because it what's used to televise it that everybody knows. I think he did the right thing. If we did have a plan, why would he televise it on TV and tell everybody we're coming? Why would you say you don't? Why wouldn't you say, Don, since you're retired special forces? Uh, why wouldn't you say instead? Um, yeah, we have uh, key strategies that we are pursuing. Uh, what ISIS needs to hear from me is that their days are limited and uh, they should sleep very lightly because in the middle of the night uh, they need to be making their peace with God because justice is coming, justice will be done, and justice will be served. Well, they already know that, but we shouldn't warn them that we no, are They don't coming. know that, we Don. They don't know. How do we know that they know that? He said, he said we have no strategy dead. whatsoever. That's how why would you, why would you ever say that? I'm sorry, go ahead. I said that's why our American guys and women are getting killed because we got people up there telling them when we're coming. I think he did the right thing by not saying too much about it. The way army and the way war goes. Don, I didn't say I didn't I didn't give one piece of actual strategy in what I said. And he could have said the same thing. I mean, I'm not even okay. Go ahead and talk because we can't do this. We can't talk over each other. Go ahead. Well, I'm saying he shouldn't say anything about no strategy because in the past when presidents got up and told strategy. They was ready for it. The only way to win a war is go silent in and do the job. We're not even fighting a war, Don. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, we're not even fighting a war. He's not even. He's not even engaged. We we have no. He he's he's saying we have no strategy to respond to what even what the threat is. He we're not talking about saying well on the third of December we're going to move fourteen hundred troops to their flank and then we're going to do uh, twelve hundred to their uh, other flank on uh, December fourth. I'm not asking for that. He's admitting they haven't thought about it. He's admitting they haven't discussed it. He's admitting they don't know what to do. When he says we don't have a strategy, he's not he doesn't have to say what the strategy is. And and I'd love for him to say from from the uh from the 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 press room there, look. Uh obviously I can't give the details of what we're going to do. But if these demonic, satanic uh, individuals walking around the planet thinking they can behead whoever they jolly well please think that they're going to just uh, live infinite number of days without any uh, problems, they've got another think coming. We're coming for them. We're going to take them out. They will meet their maker. Why don't you, why don't you say something along those lines? You're not giving any strategy away. Line one, Marty in Texas, you're next. Hi. Let's go to line four, John in Indiana. Hi, John. Welcome. Uh, yes, sir, Kevin. Uh, I uh, also was in the military, not special forces. And I, I, I understand what he's probably uh, saying or, or intimating the, the previous caller. But uh, I understood what he strategy, was saying. I'm not, I'm not a fourth grader. I get it. You don't give but, actual strategy in a press conference. But can you also strategy. agree, can everyone also agree, that if we say to the enemy, oh, we don't know what to do with them, that we're looking like imbeciles on the world stage? In, in terms of broad strategy, what Colin Powell said uh, in the first war, move it or lose it, and then we're going to cut it off and kill it, is, is, is general enough. But uh, the, uh, the, the first President Bush, uh, he mis, misnamed or uh, misstated Saddam Hussein's name. He kept calling him Saddam on purpose. Just, just to show some contempt, and I don't think there's enough uh, contempt for the... Uh, the ignominy of what ISIS or ISIL or the Islamic State, which uh, the president shies away from terming them as, as you, you indicated a couple of days ago when yeah. that, that revelation occurred to you, uh, that he does not have uh, sufficient contempt for uh, for uh, what 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 they're doing and what they're about, and and uh, that tacit approval, that looking the other way, uh, just goes. It, it's it's part of the pattern uh, of dealing with drugs and with sodomy and everything else that the president is allowing to go on in his watch. And so uh, I, I appreciate you uh, calling him out on it, Kevin. God bless you. Well, I, I thank you, uh, Marty. And I, I mean, John, I'm not uh, I'm not irritated with anybody. I just uh, thank you for the call. I just I want people to understand uh, that, that wherever we leave the vacuum, the other side will exploit and. For the love of all that's holy, the American people need to have some sort of confidence that their commander-in-chief has some level of actual uh, plan. 
and to, and to and to be kind of caught flat-footed and to and this wasn't strategic he didn't do that from a strategic standpoint he wasn't sitting there going oh i'm gonna trick them i'm gonna tell them we have no straight we will never experience anything like this again in our lives one two three four one team had the longest winning streak in sports history. 12 years, 151 games in a row. Inspired by the extraordinary true story of De La Salle High School. We were never just about winning. We were built on families and our town coming together. Until... The longest winning streak in sports history is now over. But when you lose more than a game... Danny! How do you find your way back? People always ask me what it's like to never lose. Today I am lost. Because it's not about winning. We got caught up in the hype, the glory, and the relentless pressure. That's not who we are. It's about growing up. Don't let a game define who you are. Let the way you live your lives do that. It's about standing tall. When the game stands tall. A film about faith, family, and football. Starring Jen Caviezel. In theaters August 22nd. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Go to StandTallResources.com. Hi, I'm eHarmony.com founder, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. From the very beginning, eHarmony has helped Christians find their perfect soulmate. And I'm so proud to share with you that 565,000 marriages have started on eHarmony.com. Most of those marriages are between two dedicated Christian persons. After years away, I'm back as CEO of eHarmony.com. And I am deeply committed to the importance of maintaining a strong allegiance to everything Christian marriage stands for. Who you marry will have more impact on your happiness than almost any other decision you make. We promise to do everything in our power to help you succeed. Make sure you trust this sacred task to a company that accounts for 438 married members every day. Go to eHarmony.com. And get started today for free. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. And if you're a regular listener to The Kevin McCullough Show, you know that I spent some time in Israel this past spring. When I got back, I realized there are so many people that would like to go see the land of Israel. But I know that it's expensive and times are tough. So one of the things I thought I could do, just because I wanted to, was take some of the 1,000 photos that I took while I was there, distill them to about 400, and put them in a book so that people could see at least what I saw through the lens of my camera. I did not realize what a joy and blessing it was going to be to so many people. That's why we decided to offer it in the ebook format. Yeah, a photo ebook that you can download to your tablet, to your smartphone, or to your computer. And if you would like a copy of the Kevin McCullough photo ebook on his trip to Israel titled From Shiloh to Shalom, all you got to do is send me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com, and request Israel ebook. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the identical! I think this boy's a star. He had a gift. Sing songs, write songs. That's all I want to do. His father had a plan. God set you apart, son. You're going into the ministry. I don't hear this call daddy wants me to hear. His family had a secret. You're about as close to the real thing as I've ever seen. It's time to tell him the truth. He has a right to know who he is. But only God knew his destiny. Just want to work some of my songs. Nobody wants to hear your songs. You're a pretender, buddy. You are nothing. The love of God seeks us in every situation. If he is in your dreams, nothing can stand against him. Starring Seth Green, Ashley Judd, Blake Rain, and Ray Liotta. The Identical. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters September 5th. See the trailer at theidenticalmovie.com. You look at the clip. Uh, Well, we don't have a strategy with ISIS. Uh, He has a strategy for the greater Middle East. It's to have a lot of talk. It's to have, you know, uh, John Kerry fly here and there and have meetings and have sit-downs and do a lot of photo ops and all the rest of it. It it doesn't have anything to do with actually containing terrorism or actually keeping terrorists out of places that they don't belong. And the the way he has used the word ISIL, even what uh, John was referring to there, it just, it, it, there's this little, like, uh, I don't know, um, like secret symbol. 
And the, and the fact that the White House is the only one still using that terminology when the Associated Press, the press corps, uh, they're all on to either the Islamic State or to ISIS. Uh, the, um, the group themselves uh, call themselves the Islamic State. Uh, the, the fact that he's not doing that, I, I felt from the beginning there were some extra uh, reasons as to why that was the case. I didn't know that it actually had uh, a degree of understanding of, you know, uh, calling illegitimacy to Israel in the process. I was thankful that uh, uh, Alan West uh, wrote about that on his blog because until I saw that, it, it, I couldn't quite put everything together. And when I did, I went, oh, okay, now I get it. That makes sense. Let's go to line three. George is in Missouri. Hi, George. Welcome. Line three, George, are you there? Yeah, hey, Kevin, thanks for what you're doing. And, Thank uh, you. Uh, here's, a, here's the thing that I was going to... Oh, wait a minute, my wife is talking. <laughs> She's got dementia. Um, here's the thing that I was going to say is that he had a plan for everything else with uh, taking down marriage and uh, putting uh, and cramming uh, uh, that Obama plan up, up our, you know... And he had a plan for all that. He's he's got a plan. He's got a plan to do absolutely nothing. He wants to watch this happen. And that's why he fired all the military. He's got a plan. He's always got a plan. He's slick. That's why they call him Mr. Slick. He's slick. He knows what he's doing. Okay. I appreciate the call, George. Let's go to uh, line one. Dean is in Virginia. Hi, Dean. Welcome. You're on with Kevin McCullough. Line one, Dean, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hi, hi. sir. Uh, I, I always listen to your show, and I really love it. And Thank you so much. I wanted to uh, comment on this uh, crisis in Iraq, and uh, um, and I wanted to have your view on the fact that the best strategy would be to stop arming the rebels in Syria because most of them are fanatics, and this group has basically emerged from that rebellion. So, And also call on on the allies like Turkey and Saudi Arabia and others to stop arming them and letting them through inside Syria because they are wrecking havoc there. It's a good fight there, but once they cross into Iraq, then it's a bad fight. You should bomb them. So I, there's, there's this kind of uh, kind of an anomaly, and uh, so I, I, I don't get it. It's kind of confusing for me. Well, I, I didn't feel like we should ever have been really uh, arming the rebels in Syria to begin with. Uh, we heard from the very be- and thank you for the call, uh, Dean. Uh, we from the very beginning we heard that the uh, ranks of Al Qaeda were joining the rebels in Syria big time to try to overthrow Assad, and uh, we have seen that uh, they have killed many many Muslims in their desire to uh, take over that country. Uh, ISIS uh, existed before that rebellion began. Uh, we knew about them at least four years ago that they were beginning to build a militia, but we didn't know that they were going to attract the kind of people that they have, including Americans, who, by the way, I don't really consider them uh, much to be Americans anymore. I mean, once you once you don a uniform and you fight against uh, an American soldier, uh, to me, you've, you've lost the right to call yourself an American anymore. I, I think that's uh, ah, treason. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, we, we've seen that some people that have sympathies to them have come right out of our uh, United States. About 300 of our citizens uh, number themselves amongst the, amongst the uh, ISIS uh, fight now. And I, I think that we've got to do a better job than to say we don't have a strategy uh, to, um, to this issue. Uh, thank you for the call. White House Press Secretary Josh Earnest defended the president's remarks from yesterday in his meeting today, saying the administration does have a comprehensive strategy in fighting the Islamic State of Iraq and Levant in Iraq. Uh, Again, he's using ISIL. uh, While acknowledging military options to deal with the terrorist group in Syria are still being developed. Because we haven't seen the fact that they were rolling through the uh, Mideast for the last uh, four or five months. So we're just now, after we get back from vacation, working on a military option. Um, he was referring to military options for striking ISIL in Syria. Those options are still being developed by the Pentagon. Ernest told Wolf Blitzer yesterday uh, when referring to the president uh, when he said, uh, we don't have a strategy. Ernest said plans for military response against ISIL in Syria are the subject of some discussion in the Situation Room. They obviously have spent a lot of time working on this, and they're still working through it. See, here's what I don't understand you have to work through. Do we know where ISIS is? 
Do we know what they have been doing? Uh, do we know where they sleep at night? What is there left to decide? Just go decimate them. Take them out. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough, and i got to tell you a true life uh, story that happened to me over the weekend. Uh, the lovely bride and I were entertaining, and we had some uh, friends over. They have little ankle biters that are about the same age as mine, and they were running around in the backyard, and we were barbecuing some hot dogs and having some, just having a relaxing afternoon. And Amy, the bride of uh, the other couple, turns to me and she says, Hey, uh, my mom's been listening to you uh, on the radio, and she's been uh, telling me all about this my pillow thing. What, what is that all about? Said, in fact, my mom sent me on a mission to come over to your house today and get the real scoop. Do you have my pillows on your on your bed right now? And I said, you want to go see? Uh, we didn't end up uh, showing her because we didn't have to. She had never heard my story. So I, I told Amy, as I've told you here on the uh, broadcast, that a number of weeks ago I got my first pillow from my pillow. Now Mike Lindell, the creator of my pillow. Uh, had, out of a personal sleep deficit in his own life, spent once, when he was 16 years of age, his entire paycheck buying the most expensive pillow that he could find. And he found the same beef with that pillow as he had found with every pillow in his life up to that point. They go flat, and they don't support your neck properly for you to get the right amount of sleep each night. Now, when I got my first my pillow 12 weeks ago, I was a skeptic. I said, I don't think this is going to work. It, this doesn't seem to be all that fancy. And I took it out of the packaging, and I put it on my bed, and I let it uh, fluff up. And I came back about two hours later, and as it was sitting there ready for me to go to sleep, it held, cradled my neck in exactly the right support. And that night, for the first night in months, I got REM cycle sleep. I had deep, deep dreams. And I have had that every night since for the last 12 weeks. Friends, I so believe in what this pillow does in my life, I went out and got one for my bride. We're going to give some for Christmas presents. I so believe in the value of this pillow and what it'll do to your sleep. I even asked my pillow, look, if we get them to buy one, will you give them one for free? And they said they would. So get a pen. Here's your phone number. If you need better sleep, start with your pillow because that's probably where it needs to be cured. 1-800-506-2641. And use the promo code KMC for Kevin McCullough. That's Kevin, Mary, Charlie, KMC. KMC promo code. And when you call 800-506-2641, or you can just order online. That's much easier for a lot of people. MyPillow.com. And on checkout, use promo code KMC. But I will tell you, they warranty the pillow for 10 years. Who warranties anything for 10 years anymore? They'll give your money back, no questions asked, 60 days uh, from uh, the moment you get it. Come on, try getting better sleep than you've ever had in your life. MyPillow.com, promo code KMC. We will never experience anything like this again in our lives. One, two, three, four. One team had the longest winning streak in sports history. 12 years, 151 games in a row. Inspired by the extraordinary true story of De La Salle High School. We were never just about winning. We were built on families and our town coming together. Until. The longest winning streak in sports history is now over. But when you lose more than a game. Danny! Don't how do you find your way back? People always ask me what it's like to never lose. Today I am lost. Because it's not about winning. We got caught up in the hype, the glory, and the relentless pressure. That's not who we are. It's about growing up. Don't let a game define who you are. Let the way you live your lives do that. It's about standing tall. When the game stands tall. A film about faith, family, and football. Starring Jim Caviezel. In theaters August 22nd, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Go to StandTallResources.com. I want to live like that and give it all I have so that everything you say and do points to you. Kevin McCullough coming to you from uh, the Big Apple. New York, uh, the Shadow of Freedom Tower, the uh, cemetery right next to, right next to the, uh, the most historic cemetery in our, in our nation, the one at Trinity Church, where you can see some of our founding fathers' uh, tombstones, uh, but also uh, directly across the street from the uh, Memorial Museum of 9/11, and it's one of those things that I think about every single day, 
because as we have underestimated terrorists in the past, it has been used to level great pain upon us. And I don't want to see that. I found some uh, additional interesting information in the break. Uh, the Daily Beast is a website that uh, has a lot of good reporting on it. Eli Lake and Josh Rogan published a striking report this morning uh, taking their readers inside the administration's decision uh, to uh, talk about uh, the airstrikes on Syria. And it is clear from their reporting that it was Mr. Obama himself who was skeptical about pursuing strikes inside Syria. For more than a week, administration officials had been talking about uh, ISIS. Secretary of State uh, Kerry had been saying they will be crushed. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel noted that the Islamic State is, quote, beyond anything we've seen in a terror organization. Uh, And he added uh, that um, uh, the United States must cold, steely, hard look at the threat and get ready to address it. Uh, there was, uh, this is an organization that has an apocalyptic end of day strategic vision, which will eventually have to be defeated, said the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Martin Dempsey. So if you've got uh, Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs all saying, we've got to crush these, uh, these guys into uh, sand, and the president is the one sitting there saying, well, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't drop uh, airstrikes on them. Maybe that's too... Uh, too much. What happened to uh, the guys that did this to the journalist, Mr. Foley, will be found and they will pay. What happened to that rhetoric? Uh, That justice would be done. Uh, Given those statements from administration officials, it came as something of a shock when the president took to the podium yesterday uh, and tamped down speculation that a strike in Syria against ISIS was imminent. And he said, we don't have a strategy yet. Those inside the administration advocating for going after ISIS in both Iraq and Syria were sorely disappointed and lamented their boss's lack of urgency in rooting out a threat that only days before was being described in near-apocalyptic terms. Yeah, because they were. That's how we were talking about them. They're worse than al-Qaeda. Let's see. One former Pentagon official with uh, Iraq uh, combat experience told the Daily Beast reporters that Obama's statements may lead ISIS to act with greater impunity now that they believe U.S. strikes in their Syrian strongholds are not immediately forthcoming. By the way, do you know why they beheaded Mr. Foley? Do you know why they've threatened to behead others? Uh, Because the airstrikes were working and they didn't like it and they wanted them to stop. Uh, Why does our commander-in-chief not want to do uh, what the uh, terrorists... why, Why does he want to do the same thing that the terrorists want to have done? They want to have the airstrikes stop. He doesn't want to pursue airstrikes. What's that about? Has anybody taken note over the length of time that I've been at this microphone over the last however many weeks, months, years, uh, in which the number of times that the president lines up on the side that's opposite of where most of the American people are at? Have you ever noticed that? It, It is astounding to me. Uh, yesterday, for example, when we talked about little St. Anthony, Minnesota, uh, this little town in, in uh, the uh, state of Minnesota that just uh, is treating everyone the same. But no, the uh, Justice Department has to come in. The Obama Justice Department comes in and says, oh, no, 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 you're discriminating against Muslims. Nobody thinks that they're discriminating against Muslims. Except the Obama administration. They're the ones that think that that that, that town, by not granting a a uh, right to worship uh, in, inside an industrial zone when they've denied that right for Christians and Buddhists and Jews, uh, somehow that they're being singled out. Well, that's not even, that's laughable. Uh, Mr. Obama consistently sides with our opponents and against our allies. In the Hamas-Israel uh, uh, debate, he's kicked in Israel's teeth at every chance he's had. And he consistently uh, is sympathetic to those that would try to tear Israel apart. Even in the country of Honduras, when they were having a coup where the, the, uh, the, uh, in, uh, the president or the prime minister, whoever was there, was trying to stay unconstitutionally for another term, and the people were rising up saying, we're not going to let you, uh, Mr. Obama wanted us to intervene in that to protect the guy that was trying to stay in an illegitimate fashion in Honduras. Why does he consistently line up against the rule of law? Why does he consistently line up against the welfare of the American people? Why does he consistently line up against our allies? And why is, why is in this case, is he wanting the same outcome as what the terrorists want, to stop the airstrikes? 
Does anyone of national reputation in the press corps ask these questions? Shouldn't somebody be asking them? 888-589-8840. I guess I will. Bonnie in Virginia, line four. Welcome, Bonnie. Glad you're with us. Hi. Hi, Kevin. Um, I have a comment about we have no strategy, and I'm wondering if it is really a politically savvy strategy to make, um, looking towards 2016, to make the hawkish Hillary look good. And um, Oh, I don't think that's... I, 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 I see what you're saying. I don't think that this administration is nearly smart enough to be thinking that way. You're giving them a lot of credit. They have a hard time uh, getting out of bed in the morning. I don't, I don't think that they would be thinking that in this particular instance they're going to make her look like uh, better because there's bad blood between the Obamas and the Clintons. But it is an interesting proposition. Thanks for the call. So more of your calls on the way. Plus, I uh, want you to think about uh, something. I'll bring that up in the final thoughts tonight. All that straight ahead. Kevin McCullough, so glad you're with us on The Kevin McCullough Show. Sing songs, write songs. That's all I want to do. His father had a plan. God set you apart, son. You're going into the ministry. I don't hear this call daddy wants me to hear. His family had a secret. You're about as close to the real thing as I've ever seen. It's time to tell him the truth. He has a right to know who he is. But only God knew his destiny. Just want to work some of my songs. Nobody wants to hear your songs. You're a pretender, buddy. You are nothing. The love of God seeks us in every situation. If he is in your dreams, nothing can stand against him. Starring Seth Green, Ashley Judd, Blake Rain, and Ray Liotta. The Identical. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters September 5th. See the trailer at theidenticalmovie.com. And if you're a regular listener to The Kevin McCullough Show, you know that I spent some time in Israel this past spring. When I got back, I realized there are so many people that would like to go see the land of Israel. But I know that it's expensive and times are tough. So one of the things I thought I could do, just because I wanted to, was take some of the 1,000 photos that I took while I was there, distill them to about 400, and put them in a book so that people could see at least what I saw through the lens of my camera. I did not realize what a joy and blessing it was going to be to so many people. That's why we decided to offer it in the ebook format. Yeah, a photo ebook that you can download to your tablet, to your smartphone, or to your computer. And if you would like a copy of the Kevin McCullough photo ebook on his trip to Israel titled From Shiloh to Shalom, all you got to do is send me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com, and request Israel ebook. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. It's Kevin McCullough. You know, my business partner, Stephen Baldwin, has always been invested in his health. He's got a busy schedule, and it hasn't always allowed him to eat very well. But when Stephen came across a technology that turned whole foods into supplements without losing any of the nutrient content, he knew he had to take advantage of it. The result is called This Life Now, a line of supplements named for one of Stephen's favorite scriptures, John 10.10. I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God gives us eternal life, but he also wants to give us abundant life, exactly where we are right now, and This Life Now helps us achieve just that. So we want you to go to the website and try it for yourself. You'll get more whole food nutrients per day. You'll get more energy and better overall health, more time to enjoy the abundance God has provided. Would you get online? thislifenow.net thislifenow.net or 844-592-5433 that's 844-592-5433 providing whole food nutrition in convenient supplement form that's thislifenow.net work hard play hard listen hard the revolution with rum renewing my Let's go to line two. Kathy is in Michigan. Hi, Kathy. Welcome. You're on with Kevin McCullough. Glad to have you here. Hi, Kevin. Uh, God bless you for bringing information to us and for the 
many thousands of years that you reached um, and for giving us an opportunity to come together with the problems that we're facing. Well, my um, goal, Kathy, in all of it is I want us to obliterate the confusion and not be suckered by the um, the deception that's involved in that. I want us to amplify truth, and then I want us to find clarity. And I think if we will do this on a daily basis, I think we will have much clearer thinkers at the end of the day. So that's my prayer and goal. But thank you for your encouragement. Hmm. Well, and you're right. You know, there's so much that's going on. Um, and I, somewhere on Facebook a few days ago, I, there was a link on my news feed, and it was from a Christian. I cannot remember for the life of me the name of it. But anyways, there was, I clicked on it to watch it, and it was the second part of a five-part series in which these cameras went into where ISIS is at and broke down what this commander of ISIS was saying their purpose and their goal was. And my hmm. understanding is that ISIS is almost like a, a snowball at the top of a mountain that's gathering speed as it, as it goes down. Mm-hmm. And, and what is picking up along the way are all these other groups that we've been fighting, al-Qaeda, uh, the Taliban, uh, all these different groups that hate what Western civilization is about. And I, I go to my Bible in regards to knowing the history there. Um, I try and discern between the truth and the lies, which is why I listen to AFR. Um, but even the truth can be uh, frustrating because we see it, we hear it, and yet what can we do about it? We have a commander-in-chief, and we have a party that constantly confuses by all these other little things. You've got the racial divide, the social divide, the cultural divide, and there's so many things that have our attention that ISIS is just another thing, but it's not. It's an evil that is coming our way, that is here. And we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs, and the president, the commander-in-chief, sits there and says, well, we don't have a plan yet. Yeah, we don't have a strategy. So what do we do as American people who do see the truth and who, you know, I'm involved with my my local Tea Party. I I went to Washington, D.C. last year with the two million bikers that were there, and you know, it was amazing to look around and realize that there are other Americans that know what's going on and see the yeah. plight. But what do we do? Well, I think that uh, we continue to try to hold him accountable. The thing is, like, uh, he's not completely um, insulated. Uh, he has a he has a small majority in the Senate right now, so that gives him some cover on things. But we can take that away, and I think we will in this election. And then. Uh, we've got to impress upon uh, those that still represent us that uh, they have to force him to work uh, towards means that are actually effective for the American people. We were able to do that in the uh, second uh, administration with Clinton where we forced him to make compromise. That My problem here, and I think you kind of sense this and so do I, is that uh, I don't think that President Obama's going to, I don't think he's a compromiser. I don't think he's somebody that's interested in hearing from the other side. And even even when presented with facts and evidence, deciding to go in a different direction. I think he's so ideologically driven through the principled uh, beliefs that he has of of those ideological uh, tendencies. And with him, it is a fundamental belief that the West is bad, that colonialism is really what America is. It's not an experiment in democracy or, or representative government, that it's actually something that is an extension of the, of the uh, Western European uh, colonialism. At least that's what it appears like on every level. I'm Kevin McCullough. Have a great Labor Day.